You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Our second scripture reading is from Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. And it is that story of that persistent woman. Listen for the word of God and how it may speak to you. Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who feared neither God nor had respect for people. And in that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by her continual coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? I tell you, He will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It was years ago, but I will never forget her. I will never forget that Charlie Mason just would not stop calling me. She called me in the morning. She called me in the afternoon. She called me in the evening. She wanted me to stop by her house every day for a bowl of tomato soup and a peanut butter sandwich. She wanted, she just wanted to share some scripture that she just read and She thought I'd like to talk about it. She wanted to know who I had seen that day and how they were. She wanted to read her mail to me. And most of all, she just wanted me to listen to her complain about her bad leg. It was too much. You may know someone like that. Someone so needy, that person does not even realize what they are doing, or maybe they do and they do it anyway. In order to deal with this situation, I simply began to stop by Charlie Mason's house every day that summer I spent in the backwoods country of Virginia as a pastor intern. But I would stop just for a few minutes to check on her. Once she knew that I could count on her, she stopped calling me quite so much. One day when I stopped by, and she had trained me well, I could not rouse Charlie at the door. So I just walked into her tiny house, which was jammed with stacks of clutter. You know what I'm talking about, so there was just a little path. And there on the floor was Charlie. She had fallen, and she had hit her head and was bleeding, and she had broken her already bad leg. 
I was certainly thankful for the local rescue squad that day and for a powerfully persistent old woman who knew that she needed someone to check on her every day and kept asking for it in a roundabout way. Now, at first glance, the story that I read today reminds me, the story that I told you reminds me of our parable whose moral could probably be condensed to say, be persistent and you will get what you want. Persevere and you will be blessed. It's what the world tells us. It's what the American dream tells us. Work hard and you will achieve. Now, our parable concerns a jerk of a judge who seems to have priorities other than the administration of justice. And the next character is our persistent widow. The ever-present example of the unprotected and the powerless, that's the widow in scripture, and who comes to this judge and says, give me justice. And the judge is not interested in the concerns of this widow. He doesn't even want to hear from her. She comes too often, and he sends her away, and he doesn't even care that he's very callous in doing it. However, she's not going to leave him alone. She comes day after day seeking justice until the judge tires of her constant nagging at him. Anybody ever given somebody they, something they want because they just nagged at you all the time? Here's this perfect example. But the day of this widow's victory finally comes, born not out of any goodness of that part, on the part of the judge, but out of sheer exasperation and fatigue from the constant badgering. Hear that, says Jesus? And he tells us that we may reasonably assume God to be a significantly nicer person than the judge in question. If even the worst of human judges will eventually grant justice, if badgered long enough, then God, the author of all justice, can be trusted to do likewise for us, the children of God. God's justice can be trusted. We only have to ask and wait and never lose heart. Perseverance, tenacity, persistence. These are behaviors that our world tells us we need to exhibit to be successful in life. Why? Maybe that's just because that's the way life is. Life is sometimes hanging on, hanging on, grabbing something like a person or a value or a thing and holding on with all your might because that's what keeps you going. We even maintain our faith and our prayer life when things are most difficult simply by hanging from the cross by our fingertips, holding on to God, holding on to some shred of faith in God to keep us going when times are tough, to give us hope, and because we don't have anything else that we think we can depend on. Winston Churchill once spoke 
a famous commencement address that echoes this parable's power of persistence message. And it was only actually three sentences. You probably heard it before. He said to the class graduating, he said, do not give up. Do not ever give up. Never give up. And then he sat down. That was it. But lots of us remember what he said. Why? Why does the widow's story speak to us in our life situations? Well, the fundamental ingredient of our work life, our home life, our school life, our faith life has to be persistence. Maybe Jesus told this story because life and faith are about persistence and perseverance and tenacity. Jesus might have told us this story because some people he found were already quitting the faith, claiming it was too hard Chapter 6 in John shares a painful story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, and they loved it, and they loved him for it. But then the crowds came again to see him the next day, and he preached a sermon full of demands upon them and the sacrifices you have to make in life. And what did they do? They began to walk away. It was too hard. He looked at the 12 and he said to them, are you going to leave me too? And they said, we don't have anywhere to go. It had come down to that. Persistence is a necessary ingredient in faith. We have to persevere in attending worship even when we don't want to. Even when we would have rather stayed in bed today than coming to morning song because it's so early. We have to be persistent in studying the Bible to know who God is and who we are. We have to keep praying tenaciously even when God's reply to our prayers seems to be unfairly slow. Persevere and you will be blessed. Be persistent, and you will get what you need, the widow's story tells us. Sometimes, though, it is really hard to keep knocking on the door when no one seems to be home. Sometimes, maybe I should say all the time, it is hard to stay by a hospital bed day after day or wait for that job to come through, or wait to die, or wait for the test results, or wait for the grass to grow, or that college degree to be finished, or the war to be over. Sometimes we get fatigued when we wait, and we ask instead, how much more, Lord? How long, O oh Lord? How many more difficult things do I have to endure? How much more pain or stress or loneliness? How many times do I have to ask you, Lord? 
The call for us to persevere is not, hear this, is not the good news for the day. And thank goodness it's not. Persistence is not actually the way to grace. There is value in our perseverance, but it is not the gospel, nor is it the promise on which to base our hope and trust. Jesus shows us that by contrasting the unjust judge to God, God will grant justice swiftly and willingly, not on the basis of our persistence in asking, but because it is God's gracious nature to act on our behalf as we have need. When we cry, how long, O Lord, how much more? It is not God's grace that, is it not God's grace that empowers us to persevere through it? This perseverance grows out of a trust in God's grace, even when God's activity seems slow or hidden from our eyes. God is always there working on our behalf. How much more we cry, and Luke responds, how much more grace will God give? How much more love and support are available to each one of us? How much more quickly God is there beside us than we even perceive? Surely there must have been days when that widow in Jesus' parable wondered if she had the strength to keep on going. As I said before, she had no husband with whom to share the responsibilities of living. She was on her own in a society in which women were vulnerable and they were powerless. But she believed. She believed that that judge was going to do right by her and she would not lose heart because she kept that in mind and simply waited for him to do what was right. Jesus really wants you to believe in the deepest part of your being that he cares more for you than that judge did for that woman. God wants you to keep that conviction in your heart. God wants you to wait upon the Lord in confidence that God will give you both understanding and the strength that you need to face what is happening that keeps you going. My generation had a great phrase, hang in there, we would say to somebody going through a hard time. And we may say that to one another, you know, just tough it out, hang in there. Sort of like that mountain climber. But, Often we do wonder, do we have enough strength? Do I have enough strength to make it over that rock to that mountain? So I hold on. I hold on to that small rope that is holding on to me. So when we wonder, how can we persevere through this? The truth is, 
We cannot on our own. We cannot. And we don't have to alone. We can hang in there because one hung in there for us on that cross. For God, my friends, is in the midst of your struggles, holding on to you and blessing you so that you can hold on and never give up. It is by the grace of God that any of us can persevere through our life. It is only by the grace of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.